0: Again, thanks for joining us and enjoy today's message.
1: Well, good morning, church family. I want to welcome you here on this beautiful summer Sunday morning. I believe that you are here for an appointment because I believe that God wants to speak encouragement into each and every one of our lives today. I want to take a look at a passage of scripture. It's in the Old Testament, and we're going to be looking in 2 Kings, and we're, uh, we're, we're looking at a story here where there's a man of God, a prophet of the Lord by the name of Elisha, and he has many servants, that, uh, other prophets that serve him, and a conversation conversation takes place here in 2 Kings chapter 6, and it says this. One day, the group of prophets came to Elisha and told him, As you can see, this place that, where we meet with you is too small. Let's go down to the Jordan where there are plenty of logs. There we can build a new place for us to meet. All right, he told them, go ahead. Well, please come with us, someone suggested. I will, he said, so he went with them. And they arrived at the Jordan and began cutting down trees. So these men had a plan of action, something that they should do. And they moved from the point of just having an idea to actually getting to the work of of putting their their hands on their plans. So we see that they started working here in verse 5. It says this, but as one of them was cutting a tree, his axe head fell into the river. Oh, sir, he cried, it was a borrowed axe. Where did it fall, the man of God asked. When he showed him the place, Elisha cut a stick and threw it into the water at that spot. Then the ax head floated to the surface. Grab it, Elisha said, and the man reached out and grabbed it. The title of today's message is Don't Lose Your Edge. Would you high five someone next to you and tell them, don't lose your edge i tell you to elbow your neighbor, but it seems like you're getting more violent with each other every week. So I'm like, we'll keep it friendly today. Don't lose your edge. Your edge we're talking about today is your passion, your hope, your joy. You know, that, that drive you have to get out of bed. What, what, what gets you going in the morning? And I feel like there are many of us that can get to points and seasons sometimes in life where we feel like we've just lost it. Like we had it at one point, but then we lose our edge. And today I believe that if you're in that place where you feel like there's something that you've lost, maybe it's been hope or happiness or, or passion, if you've lost something, I believe that today God wants to help you get it back. So let me pray for you before we dive into this. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that you meet with us. We thank you that you meet with ordinary people like us. We mess up. We're not perfect. You speak, God, to us anyways, and it's because of your love. So I believe today that, God, you can change us, and you will change us. You'll help us today. So, God, please speak through me. I pray I wouldn't be a distraction, but instead I pray you'd use my mouth in order to be able to help people today. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said... Amen. Well, I don't know if you guys make decisions like me. Maybe you're smarter than I am because um, uh, I've made a couple decisions sometimes where I think I, I probably wasn't the best decision. Like every once in a while, I come back to this idea of thinking that I can do remodel projects on my own, right? It's like, Most of you in here, you're smart enough to just know, no, hire a professional and you can get it done right the first time and and it'll probably save you a lot of money. But no, not me. I'm thinking little preacher boy here, I can get this figured out myself, right? Because I've got HGTV at home, right? I've seen the, the do-it-yourself books and stuff. So there are different times where I will go on and I will take on a project. Like I took on a, a tile project one time where um, I, I watched how you did it on TV. And I and I went ahead and made a list. I'm thinking instead of hiring the professionals, I'm gonna make a list. That these are all the things I need from Home Depot. And, I, and I'm gonna get this tool and that tool and this all. And I got all the stuff. And I remember I started the project and I had everything laid out around me where I believed I was ready to go so I got the thin set out and I started I started getting the thin set spread out all over the ground and I'm I'm ready to do the work and I looked around and realized wait a minute wait a minute real important piece missing here Um, I, I bought some spacers and I have no idea where they are so I've got, I've got thinsets sitting on the ground and, and I've, I've got spacers that there's somewhere around here, but I lost what I needed for the moment. And in that moment, I was like so frustrated with myself. I'm like, I thought that I had planned ahead enough. I thought I had everything I need. And now here I am right in the midst of a project and I don't have what I need. And that began the first of 35 runs, 35 trips to Home Depot that project alone before I called a tile guy to come out and fix the problem anyways. But, but I wonder, a lot deeper than something as silly as just a remodel project, have you ever in life felt like you've planned ahead and you thought you had all the tools you needed? You thought you had what you needed to get through the day just to get into your day and realize that, wait, somewhere along the way you lost the very thing you needed? That, that somewhere along the way the, the, the tools that, that you had to, like, I had planned for this. I knew that there was gonna be difficulties. I knew that there was gonna be times where, uh, where I was gonna need a little extra help. I knew there was gonna be times where I needed encouragement. So I planned ahead and here I am going, uh-oh, I don't think I have what I need right now. I think that's what we see as we look into this story because we see this man, he needed tools in order to be able to complete his task. And you and I need tools to complete our task. In fact, that's why so many of us are here at church. That's why we come on a regular basis is we need tools to get through the week. And we pick up tools here, like, like uh, encouragement, we pick up tools in learning God's word and direction for our life in faith and in prayer and trust. There's so many different tools that we pick up being part of a church body. And it's so interesting how sometimes we pick up these tools and we're like getting ready for, for the, the ordinary parts of life. And sometimes we, we, we feel like somewhere along the way I lost it and, and the tools we need are for the ordinary, right? Because sometimes we expect miracles to only happen on the extraordinary moments of life, right? The, the holidays, the big moments, the Sundays. But, but we see that the, this miracle that took place here was just happening when, when a guy was just in the average part of his life, the ordinary part of his life. Because the Bible said here that um, when they arrived at the Jordan, they began cutting down trees. So this, this would be like just going to work. You're... Your average Monday through Saturday, right? This is like going to the cubicle, going to the job site. He, he, he was getting prepared for, for just the normal part of his life. And yet somewhere along the way, but as he was cutting a tree, his ax head fell into the river. This represents again, lo- losing your passion, losing your edge, losing the hope that you once had. And maybe you can remember the time when you had hope. Maybe if we were to relate it to a relationship, you can remember the time when there was passion there, there was intimacy there. You can remember it, but somewhere now it's like, you were thriving, you were doing good. And then now all of a sudden you've lost it. And you're like, now I'm just trying to survive. I'm just trying to make it. And what he says next is so shocking. And there's so, there's so much in this. He says, oh, sir, he cried. It was a borrowed ax. And guys, there's so much to that. When he's saying that this is a borrowed access, it's a borrowed tool. There are so many of us in here that we go through life with borrowed tools, borrowed equipment. I wonder, are you here today on borrowed faith? Like you're trying to get through life by watching how other people get through life and you're, 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 trying to live off the faith that your parents had, or you're trying to live off the faith that, that your, your friends have and your coworkers have, and you're, you're here at church today because you're trying to borrow the faith of other people. And that, that's great that you're here for that. That's great. But, but what can be so scary about when you lose something that you were not the source of is you don't know how to get it back. And that's why it's terrifying to this guy. He's like, this is borrowed. Like I needed this and I don't know how to get it. I wasn't the source of this. I don't even know how to get it back. And I can't return it to the person now. This is terrifying. This was iron. It would have been extremely expensive. Like there is so much that he's worried about here. I don't know how to get it back. And when you lose something that you don't know how to get back, it can be absolutely terrifying. Oh, sir, he cried. It was a borrowed ax. It's interesting that the very first thing that this man decides to do when he loses his edge is he goes to the man of God, because Elisha was the prophet of God. So in the Old Testament, he, he would have represented the presence of God. This, this represents you and I going right to the presence of God. The first thing he thought to do is going, I gotta bring this problem to God. And I wonder, let me just ask the question. It might seem like a simple question, but but, Have you brought your problem to God? Have you said, God, I've I've lost my edge. I've lost my passion. I'm, I'm feeling depressed. I'm feeling like I'm hopeless right now. I'm feeling like I'm losing my faith. I'm losing my belief. I'm doubting right now. Have you brought that to God? And it seems like a strange question to ask, but the truth is sometimes we don't bring things to God because there are certain things that you and I have learned along the way in life because there's certain things we already know, right? We all know that an ax head doesn't float that if an ax falls in, into the water, you're not gonna get it back. We we all know that when intimacy falls out of a marriage that you're not gonna get it back. We all know when your health goes downhill, you're not gonna get it back. There are certain things in life that we've learned along the way where, where now we don't bring things to God because we, we, we have already learned that like when you lose something, you're not gonna get it back. So, so what'll happen is you and I will have something in life where we'll be doing good and when we feel like we lose it, it's like we're sad about losing it for a minute but then we're like well I guess since I can't get it back I'll just go look for something else so we lose our passion and we start thinking well I'll find some other way to pacify myself we lose that fire in our marriage and we think well instead of trying to get it back we think well I'll just find another wife we lose our passion in our church and instead of trying to get it back and, and, and learning where we fit. We think, well, I'll just go to another church. We, we, we lose things along the way and we, we think, well, I guess all I can do is try something different. See, this man decided to bring it to the man of God to bring it right before the Lord. And he's he's here pleading, pleading. he's saying, listen, I had an ax head and it was borrowed and, and I don't know how to get it back. And then Elisha says something to this man that is so powerful here. This is what he says, okay? He says, take me to the place where you lost it. Take me to the place where you lost it. Where did it fall? This is what the man of God asked. When you lost your edge, when you first felt like it slipped away from you, take me to that place. And see, that is why some of you are here today is you're here because you're trying to recover something that you've lost. You're here because you're trying to recover hope. You're trying to recover joy. You're trying to recover peace. And, And a lot of times what we'll do is is we'll try to you know, just deal with the surface level of issues. But what God wants to do is he's saying, take me right back to that first, the first place where you felt like it was started slipping away from you. Because you might've had something at surface level and you felt like like it was under control. You, there was just a fight. And now that fight has turned into an offense. Or there was just a disagreement. And now it's talks of divorce. It was just it, it, it was just something that was worrying you a little bit. And now it's a bad diagnosis. It's like, yeah, you start to think that, that, that this problem it it wasn't that big of a deal and now it's turned into something where it sank deep and far away and maybe might I just suggest to you that what God wants to work on in your life is not just the surface level area he wants us to take him right to the place where there's deep and dark things going on in us he wants us to take him to that place to the place we don't want to talk about But man, we're good at it in our culture and we're especially good at it as Christians where we don't want to talk about the deep stuff. We don't want to talk about what's really going on. We want to keep it on the surface level, right? So we we joke about it at times where we come to church and it's like we put it on our church face and we're smiling, but the truth is we know we were cussing our kids out the whole way out to church. Or you were fighting with your wife right before you come in the door. Some of you, you're still fighting right now over the armrest. Like, Yo, give me back that armrest right now. You are not gonna win this right now. There are people watching us we're in church, give me this armrest. It's like you're like, you all right over there? Yeah, praise Jesus. Everything's with Jesus is good. It's like, I know Jesus is good. What's going on with you too, right? Like, <laughs> like, because we try to deal with things on the surface level. And, and maybe God wants to deal with something that's going on in a deep, dark place. Because this man, he, he realized that where he lost the ax, he, he couldn't just get it back. See, I've lost an ax head before, literally. I, I can remember cutting down a juniper tree in my backyard, another one of those great home remodel projects I should have hired someone else for, but, but when I lost the ax head, it, it fell in the bushes, so it was easy for me to go recover. But what do you do when you lose something and it goes into such a deep, dark place, you don't even know how to recover it on your own. You don't even know what to do. It's like there was, there was an offense and now, It's gotten to such a bad place where there's so much fighting. There's so much unforgiveness. It's like, I don't even know how to go into those feelings. I don't even know what to do there. Well, this man decides to go to the man of God and ask him say, like, would you help me here? Cause I lost something. And he says, just take me to that place where you first lost it. Where did you first lose your joy? Where did you first get hurt? Take me to the place where you lost it. And what we see in this passage that's so powerful, that can be so um, uplifting to every one of us. And I hope encouraging to you before you leave today is that what we recognize that takes place in this story is that with one word from God, with just one word from God, this ax head defies all of the laws of buoyancy and rises to the surface again. And what's true for our lives is you need to recognize with just one word from God, the thing that you thought that you lost that you would never get back can defy all the laws of buoyancy and can rise back up again. And where you thought you would never be hopeful again, where you thought there'd never be joy, where you thought there'd never be peace again, with just one word from God, God can bring it back up to the surface again in your life and he can bring you back what you lost. And we need to stop going out, looking into the world, thinking, well, I'm gonna just find it somewhere else because the truth is, all we need is one word from God. And he can bring your hope back. He can bring your edge back. He can bring your passion back. But wh- why is it we miss it? I-, I think if we look at the story here, there- there's something that you can read, you can pass over this so quickly, and and it makes the. It- seem like a simple story says when he showed him the place Elisha cut a stick and threw it into the water at that spot then the axe head floated to the surface if you're just reading through scripture fast this can sound like this man had a problem he brought it to the man of God and all of a sudden the problem's fixed boom that was easy right but let's slow down and let's take this story in real time The Bible says that Elisha went off to go cut a stick in order to throw it out on the water. So think about this, this man comes to Elisha and says, I have a problem, I've lost my edge, I've lost my ax head, I've lost the tools I need to get through the day, I have a problem. And the man of God, Elisha, seemingly turns his back and walks off into the forest. Wait a minute! I was asking for help, right? Uh, Are you going to help me? Where are you going? Because the scripture doesn't say that Elisha said anything to the man. He just walks off to go find a stick. Well, wait—he's—he hello, excuse me. Does he have a hearing problem? Did you like you guys heard me ask him, Elisha? And I wonder how often. We will pray and we will ask God for an answer for something in our life. And and God immediately begins working on our behalf for the answer. And we think, wait a minute, did God just turn his back on me? Did, Did he even hear me? Hey, I'm asking for help here. I guess that didn't work. It reminds me of when my kids were younger They'd, all of a sudden they'd, they'd come into the room and run, dad, help us. I'm like, what? Like, the game console's broken again. Come fix the game. console. Like, okay, I'll go downstairs. And I start working on the game console and I get all the wires in the right place and they had it on the wrong channel and I get it all fixed. Here it he goes, it's working again. Girls, girls, girls. Hey, Rachel, Kayla, where are you at? somewhere along the way, while I was working on their behalf, they got so distracted with something else that they went off and they're gone. And now their problem's fixed and they're not there to receive the benefit for it. When we see in scripture here, we see that the man stayed present because after Elisha went and got the stick and threw it into the water, he spoke to the man and he said, now grab it. So what does that tell us? That tells us the man stayed right there waiting for his miracle. He stayed right there waiting for his answer because he believed if I bring it to God, if I bring it to the man of God, there is going to be an answer, so I'm not leaving here. I'm not gonna get distracted. I'm not gonna go wander off doing something else because I I need help from God. And I wonder how often, let me ask you, are you asking God for an answer and then, Are you getting distracted and leaving before you get your answer? It could it be because I I mean, I I think every one of us in this room probably failed in this area where we, God, I need help in this area and then, well, I don't feel like I'm getting the answer I want. So it's like we leave the areas or the things that we were doing that could get the answer. It's like, I was trying to get my answer from God and I, it just, I didn't feel like anything was working. So I stopped reading my Bible every day. I just kind of got out of the habit. I, I got out of the habit of going to church. You know, it's like, where are we asking for things and then not sticking around to grab it because he says grab it. Are you there? Cause I mean, it's easy for us to say that, but what if we're praying for something and then all of a sudden, like we get a better offer on the weekend. Like, like now we're invited to go to the lake, or now the Bronco game's on or something, and am I picking on vacations? Am I picking on the Bronco? No, not not at all. What my point is, is, this man recognized he needed help, and he asked for an answer, and he expected that there would be an answer that would come. I wonder, are you expecting God to bring you an answer? He lost his edge. He asked for help, and The man of God threw a stick out on the water. God miraculously did what only God could do. He rose this axe head out of the water and then the man was commanded, grab it. Let me ask you a question. If God would do a miracle like raising an axe head out of the water, why didn't he just float the axe to the man? Like, why did he even have to bend down and grab it? Seriously. Like, it it was cool that it came out of the water. Why couldn't he have just like hovered it? Woo! right over to the man, put it right in his hand, right? Because see, God will do miracles in your life, but he always expects our participation. He always expects our obedience when it comes to the miracles in our lives. See, well, you could, you could take it even further and ask, well, if, if it was the man of God who threw the stick out there and God raised the ax, why didn't Elisha reach down and pick it up and give it to the man? Why, why didn't Elisha instead told him, grab it? Like, why didn't he just pick it up and give it to the man? I mean, because the truth is sometimes you and I, we want other people to do what only we should be doing for ourselves because we want other people to go through counseling for us. And if she would just go to counseling, then we would be fine. If, if he would just read the books, then we would be fine. We want other people to pray for us and, and, and to do the work. We want other people to, to diet for us. We want other people to tell us what to do in the gym, right? Like we always want someone else. But the problem with this is if we're not the one that reaches down and grab it, we go back to the beginning of the story and we find ourselves in the same spot where now we're living on a borrowed tool. This doesn't belong to me to begin with. This is, this, this is someone else's, you see, they did the work. They, they got into the word of God and they learned what God's promises were. So they are the one that like, I got to go to them. Now they're, my, now they're the source. It's like, it, but see, Elisha never, interfered and intervened. And, and, and what should have happened with this man when the man was told, grab it, he reached down and he grabbed onto what God was doing in his life. I wonder, are you grabbing onto what God's doing in your life? This means, this means taking your relationship with God to make it personal and make it serious, to make it for you that I need to know what God's word says and I need to grab onto it because I don't want to borrow it from you because I'm going to go through stressful days where I'm going to need to hold onto his promises and grab onto what he's telling me to do. I, I need that for me, not, not, not for you. I need it for me. And I wonder, are you getting up and are you getting into God's word? And holding on to those promises because there are times that I I find myself fearful and I need to remember that the Bible says in Joshua, be strong and courageous. I need to remember in second Timothy, the Bible says, God did not give you a spirit of fear. I need to remember these things so I could grab onto them. I could hold onto them and say, okay, I got it. I'm grabbing it because the truth is, if you start asking God to help you, he's going to start bringing things up in your life. He's going to start bringing things up to the surface that you got to grab onto. And it might not even be what you expect because you might be praying and saying, God fix my marriage. Would you fix her? Would you do this? Would you do that? Would you fix my job? Would you fix my boss? And all of a sudden God brings something up to the surface in your life. And now you're thinking about the fact that, wait a minute, I'm getting this conviction on the inside, like I might need to forgive my boss. I might need to go apologize to my wife because this is what I know is true is that God still speaks. And if you have a relationship with Jesus, he's speaking to you even now where you're asking him for help and what is he doing? He's taking something from those dark, deep places that we're afraid to even go to sometimes, and he's bringing it up to the surface. When he brings it to the surface, are you, are you willing to reach out and grab it? Because how do you grab it? Well, it takes obedience. Because he said, God, I need a miracle when it comes to my relationship. And he says, then be obedient and forgive that person. Well, I don't want to forgive that person. I want them to pay for this for a while. You know, like you don't understand what they did. So I want to I just stand my ground for a while. He said, okay, but I told you to grab it. Well, God, I need help in my finances. He says, then, then what I'm gonna to bring to the surface in your life is you need to trust me with your finances. Well, I don't know about that. That seems weird. Well, I need help raising my kids. Well, then I need, I need you to put me first in your family and make sure that your kids are there learning from scripture and teach them well. well, there's a lot going on and that you don't understand the sports schedule and you don't understand God. It's like, I brought it to the surface, but you've got to grab it. It's the way our faith works. It's because for every man and every woman, we were separated from God. We were in a place where we could no longer come into close proximity with the heavenly father because of the sin in our own life. So what did God do? He did what only he can do. He did the miracle of sending Jesus to die on the cross from our sins. And he rose that up to the top and showed that you and I, that this is a free gift for us. All we have to do is reach out and grab it. That's that's what our faith is based on that. He does the work, he does the miracle, but will you participate? Will you be obedient? So I believe right now, I want to do two things before we leave. I want to pray for anyone in this room that, that needs to start a relationship with Jesus. If you've never reached out and grabbed onto a relationship with Jesus. But I also want to pray for people in this room that maybe you've lost your edge. You've lost your passion. You've lost your hope. And that we pray and bring it to God. And as he brings things up to the surface in your life, that you would have the courage and the strength that only he can give you in order to be able to grab the on, onto it. So first let me pray for every person in this room who has never asked Jesus to forgive you of your sins. You've never received that free gift of salvation where you can have a relationship with God, a home forever in heaven, guaranteed to you because of what Jesus did on the cross for you. I'm gonna ask every person to repeat this prayer with me right now. Dear Heavenly Father, I know that I'm a sinner and I need forgiveness. I believe Jesus died for me and he rose again to pay the price for my sins. So please give me a home forever in heaven and be my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. If you pray that for the first time before this day is over, tell someone you love. Tell someone that, that is close to you that you know without a doubt that you've grabbed onto a relationship with Jesus. Now, let me pray for every person in here that might've lost your edge before we leave. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much that you are the God of miracles and that you bring things to the surface. And for so many of us in this room where we feel like we've lost our edge, whether that be our hope, our passion, vision, whatever it is, our dreams, God, intimacy, whatever that is, we pray that you would help us get it back. We'd stop just looking for it in some other area, but, but God, what you provided for us in the first place, we want that back. We want to see the miracle. So God, whatever it is that you're rising to the surface in our life right now, we pray that you give us the courage to be obedient and to follow you, to forgive people, to love people to extend grace to people, whatever that is. God, I pray that you would help us. We thank you so much for your love. We thank you that you take care of us. We thank you that you forgive us and love us even when we feel like we don't deserve it ourselves. So we love you and we praise you and it's in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen. I love you.
0: Thanks for listening to this week's message at Fellowship Church. If you have not made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, I wanna give you the opportunity to do that right now. The Bible says in the book of Romans, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You can do that right now. I just want to encourage you to pray this prayer with me. Dear Jesus, I'm a sinner and I need forgiveness. Please forgive me of my sins. I believe that you're Lord, that you died on the cross for my sins, and that you rose again. And God, I thank you for that. I ask you now to be my savior, to guide my life, and to give me a home forever in heaven. And God, I ask you this in your precious son, Jesus Christ's name. Amen. If you just prayed this prayer for the first time, or if you need prayer, we would love to hear from you. You can contact us at 970-245-PRAY or at prayer at fellowshipgj.com. Thanks again, and we hope to see you next week.